Next Sunday afternoon, the choir will be boarding a bus in the afternoon and going down to Anderson to the Salute Baptist Association to lead in worship. Um, we did this last year and they asked us to come back, so we're excited about that. And we're going to sing some of theme this year is celebrating what only God can do. And God is moving in a lot of your churches. And so this song just ends
So when, when my flesh wants to take over, right? When my flesh wants to take over and I begin to operate in the flesh, I promise you that is always thinking, thinking. Nothing good comes from that. And so Paul begins to, to lay some groundwork. By the time you get to 25, he says to put away falsehood. In other words, we want to always live the truth. We want to speak the truth. We want to operate in the truth. He talks about being angry but not sinning with that anger, not letting the sun go down upon your wrath. We don't want to give any opportunity to the devil. And so, man, he is just, he's kind of building and building. And then he gets to verse 30. And that's where I want to start today. So if you have a copy of God's Word and you found your place in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30, let's stand together. And as we stand, say this with me. This is the Bible. God's holy, infallible, and inerrant, perfect, life-giving, life-changing Word. Listen closely to these words. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. By, by whom you were sealed, sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. So, Father, today, Lord, Lord, what a, what a sweet, sweet time, time it's been, been to have been assembled here in this building today. Lord, Lord to start, start the day with a very focused prayer time. Lord, thank, thank you for uh, Brother Mark. Thank you for our pastor search team. And God just leading me in that time of focused prayer today. Just joining our hearts together. Joining your heart, God. Seeking you and praying on behalf of this team and their protection and the body and its protection. God, during this season of just seeking your heart and desiring wisdom and discernment, God, who the the next pastor is going to be here at Hopper Springs. So, Lord, thank you for that wonderful prayer time today. We believe, Lord, that you will honor that and that you will use it for your glory. God, thank you for time to, to be together just to, just to sing praises to your name. Lord, thank you for Scott and our musicians, Lord, the choir, our praise team. Um, Lord, just do a fantastic job. Lord, thank you for their faithfulness. And Lord, just to sing to you, to sing songs about Lord, that, that, that in life right now and in death, whenever that happens for a believer, Lord Jesus, you are our only hope. So thank you for what you did at the cross. Thank you that you not only came and lived and died for our sin, but thank you that you rose again and that you have justified us. You presented yourself at the mercy seat. And Lord, today we can know you and we can have forgiveness of sin. And God, thank you that we don't have to operate in the flesh, but Lord, we can operate in the spirit. And so, and so, Lord, thank, thank you for this, this text. And, and I pray, God, that in these moments that we have together, that, Lord, you would, you would give us ears to hear. And I pray, God, that you would give us, uh, Lord, a determination to be right with you, to be right with others, and to follow you, and to follow the example of Jesus. For we pray this together in his name. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. So, so verse 30, 30 begins, begins to tell us that, that it's, it's so important as believers that we do not grieve. He kind of adds that on. And do not grieve 
the, the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed, sealed unto the day of redemption. I want to suggest to you that that, 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 that could, could be an action. action. But when, when you look at this text, text and you begin to break down the text, I think it has more to do with our attitudes sometimes than even our actions. I think the attitude usually comes first. However you believe is usually how you're going to behave. You see how those two things work together? So if your belief system is right, then the behavior can be right. If I'm not thinking right, there's no way I'm going to behave right. And so Paul begins to lay all those things in place. And so I want to challenge you to think about this, this, that, that we, we could, could grieve, grieve the Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit and, and some, some of that, that can happen with our, our attitude. And so, and so maybe, maybe you're, you're just like, like me. Sometimes, Sometimes I need an, an attitude adjustment. Do you, Do you need, need an attitude adjustment every now and then? When, when you, you were growing, growing up, did your mom and dad ever give you an attitude adjustment? I could, I could speak about that, but it would be with much fear and trembling. I'm 60 years old, and I'm still scared to death of Henry Ray Forrester, all right? And uh, so I could tell you some stories one day about that. But, 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 but I, want I want you to understand, understand that, that when, when, when I'm, I'm talking about the, the, these, these attitudes, they really are sinful attitudes. So, so if, if, if we're going to agree with the scriptures, then, then let's go all the way with the agreeing with the scriptures. Amen? Amen? So, so if God, God calls it sin, sin, what should we call it? Sin. sin. And so, and so he, he says that even our attitude, right, that it's really important what our attitudes are. And so these sinful attitudes are a picture of the old man. They're not a picture of the new man. They're not a picture of the redemptive work of Jesus. No, they're a picture of who we are before Christ. And it's so quick that we can fall back into that. And so it's a constant work. You would think at 60 years of age, there would be some things I would not have to battle and and, 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 and operate, operate with spiritual warfare in. But the truth is, some of the things that I fought when I was 20, I'm having to fight even harder now at 60. It, it never stops. And it's, and it's not, not going, going to. to. And so, so that's, that's why today we need to understand the weight of our own attitude and action when it comes to the Scripture, especially something like bitterness, anger, wrath, Malice. So I want to take a moment and just kind of walk through these things. What is bitterness? Bitterness is like this long-standing spot. Maybe you've been wounded. And somebody has wounded you somewhere. And there is this resentment from that wound. And, 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 and the, the matter of fact, the writer of Hebrews says this. Strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one falls to obtain the grace of God that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble. I'm sure every person here at some time in your life has had to deal with the root of bitterness. But, but, but the, you, you see, see the progression here. here. If, if it, it doesn't, doesn't stop with bitterness, then, then it can go, go on to wrath. wrath. What, what is wrath? Wrath, wrath is rage. Have you ever seen, seen somebody with a hot temper? temper? It, 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 it means, means to be, be short-fused. It, it, it's, it's the word that means to boil. boil. Here, Here is, is this outburst where somebody just, I mean, just blows up. 
I hope there's no postal workers here today, but we've given postal workers a bad name because we will say things like this. I don't know what happened, man. They just went all postal on me, right? I mean, they just blew up for no reason at all. That is the picture of wrath. And then it can follow on to anger. Well, anger is synonymous in the language with the word wrath, but it's a little more settled attitude. Often that has the purpose that we want to. We want, we want, our pound of flesh and our ounce of blood. That, that, that's, that's that spirit, spirit of revenge where, where we do something that is actually premeditated. And then, and then it, goes it goes on from there. He says clamor, loud, angry words. Have you ever been speaking to somebody and the longer that you talk to them, the madder they got, and the madder they got, the louder they got? I mean, I mean, it's just, it's just, just crazy. crazy. I mean, you, 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 you don't need a speaker. You don't, you don't need anything, right? I mean, they, they are there, and they're, they're just getting louder and louder. They become even more animated, right? They just get all crazy on you. And then it doesn't stop there. It goes to slander. What is slander? Slander is when I let all these things work up to I just want to speak evil about somebody. And sometimes we do that in our Sunday school classes, and we call them prayer requests. So, so I have to be, be careful, careful, right? Because right? sometimes, sometimes if we're operating in our flesh, we, we really don't, don't want somebody to succeed. succeed. And, and we, we can take, take great joy in their, their difficulties. difficulties. The, the word literally means demeaning speech or to to even to stretch the, the truth, truth exaggerate. And, and then there's, there's the word, word malice. Interesting word. Malice is the, the general term for wickedness. It means to be ill toward another, smearing a person's reputation, taking delight in hurting or inflicting pain. It's, it's a resentment that has just turned sour. And so I don't have time to deal really with all of those things. So how about I just deal with the first one because that's where Paul started. And so just for our time today, I want you to think about that. Root, root of bitterness. If you live for Jesus long enough, or if you're in church long enough, if you are trusting Jesus, I promise you, you're going to have plenty of opportunity to get better. Somebody say amen. I mean, we, 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 we can, can become bitter. We can become bitter toward people, right? So, so I can be bitter toward my spouse. I can be bitter toward Pat. I can be bitter toward my kids. I can be bitter toward a parent. I can be bitter to you. I can be bitter to another church member. You may be sitting on this side of the church because somebody else is sitting on that side of the church. All right? So there's been a wound. There's this harbored hurt in the heart. That, that it has caused you to be so impacted and wounded, and, and you really do think about it a lot. You, you can, can be bitter toward the church. church. To, be to be honest, let's just take all the cards on the table. table. You, you can, can even be bitter toward God. God. So we'll have to deal with bitterness. D.L. Moody once said this. The one sin that is keeping revival from coming to the church, more lost people being saved, and more of the blessings of God from coming upon his people is the sin of an unforgiving spirit. And I'm telling you, bitterness, you could be 20 years old and get bitter, and that bitterness can follow you the rest of your life. 
There was, there was a lady, a lady that, that I read about, about years ago, ago and uh, she, she, she died, died in her late 90s, 90s and she, she had already prepared her, her memorial service. She prepared, prepared all the texts that were going to be read, which, which preachers were going to speak, every song that was going to be sung, the number of verses in each and every hymn, and she had never married. Now remember, she died in her late 90s, she had never been married, and the last thing in her will was this, there will be no male pallbearers at my service. They, they wouldn't, wouldn't take, take me out when I was alive and they, they will not take me out when I'm gone. gone. I'm just telling you, bitterness can last a lifetime if you don't deal with it, right? Bitterness. So again, so again, the writer, the writer of Hebrews, Hebrews describes it as this, this root. You know, you know what a root is. is. Listen, it's, it's beneath, beneath the surface, surface right? right? Most, Most roots are beneath, beneath the surface. surface. You, don't you don't really see it. it. That's, that's why, that's why, why I, think I think this has to do, it begins, begins more with an attitude that produces an action than an action that produces an attitude. You with me? That means this, a bitter root will always produce bitter what? Fruit. And, and, and so, 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 so here's, here's this fruit, and, and all these other things, things can, can come from that. And so, so I, want I want you to really think about the soil of your own heart today. Is there, is there a bitter root in the soil of your heart? I'm going to say three things about bitterness. Number one, it can affect your mind. Bitterness can consume your thoughts. I, I, grew I grew up not, not too, too far, far from here. Uh, I could have went, went to Burns or Greer. Greer. Most, Most of my, my friends went to Greer, Greer and, and so, so that's, that's why I went, went to Greer. Greer. Okay? okay? But, I, but grew I grew up, I had a Greer address, but we lived in Sparkman County. County. That, that always confused me. me. Now, now, where, where we, we lived was a really rough place to grow up, and there was a creek on one side and a creek on the other. The creek on the front side of the house, I was always fascinated by this because there was this green satanic vine called kudzu. So, so you're familiar with kudzu, right? I mean, it will grow on anything and everything, right? I mean, if you neglect it, it will just, it'll take over. It'll take over a tree, it'll take over a pylon, it'll take over an old barn or a house. I'm telling you, you cannot kill it with a nuclear warhead. It, it will wrap its tentacles, tentacles around, around everything. everything. Understand, Understand, church, that's, that's exactly what bitterness can do. It, it wraps its tentacles around your mind. And if, and if you're not careful, careful that's, that's all you think about. about it. It's, it's like, like a magnet. magnet. You, you can't, can't get, get away, away from, from it. it. It just draws you back and back and back to that offense again and again. And again, it will affect your mind. You can be laying in the bed, and the person that offended you, that could have happened 20 years ago. I know, they live, they live in Tampa, Florida, on the beach. And you lay in your bed and think about that all the time. And it just makes you hop in bed. They're nowhere close to you. And yet, it is just like they're sitting right beside you. If you're not careful... It'll, it'll dominate, dominate your mind. Second, Second thing you'll do, bitterness is, is a depressant. Let me Let ask you a question. question. Have, Have you, you met, met any positive, bitter people? people? No, no, most, most people, people I know that are bitter, bitter they, they are just, they're, they're hungry. Y'all get that word? Y'all know what I'm talking about? They're mad all the time. They're hungry. My dad said that choir. No happy, 
bitter people, critical, negative, pessimism. That's a great mark. It's indicative someone has blown the candle of their joy out. And they're just depressed. Number three, bitterness can make you sick. I'm not going to say that every person that deals with bitterness is going to be sick. But I am going to tell you, bitterness can make you sick. It can affect your body. The human body was never designed by God to carry grudges or to nurse bitterness. And if you allow that bitterness to stay there and that unforgiveness to fester, I'm telling you, it will not only affect your mind, it will affect your spirit, and it will affect your body. We are triune beings, soul, body, and spirit. And I'm telling you, that root can affect absolutely every part of your life. Now, that's the bad news. Right? right? That's, That's the bad, the bad news. news. And, and Paul, Paul must, have, must have known that there were some things going on in the church at Ephesus. And I don't, I don't know if these were, these were recent things. I don't know if these are things that happened you know, years previously. But I just know this. This, this is, is a good word for every church. This is a good word for every single follower of Jesus. I'm going to ask each of you today to search your heart. Is there a hard hurt in your heart that you've never allowed Jesus to deal with? Is there, is there a person, person in your, your relational network that you've never been able to say, I forgive you? I forgive you. I'm going to release that debt. And I'm not going to bring it back up again. So I think it is so clear. And do, listen, listen again. Feel, feel this. And, and do, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, because if it doesn't stop there, and wrath, and anger, and clamor, and slander be put away, put it away from you. Paul does some amazing things to the, to, when he's writing to the church at Ephesus. He says things like, put off or put on. Take off. Put on, on right? right? So, so it, would it would be like, like take, take off the outer garment, garment right? right? Take, take off the flesh and put on the spirit. Take off the deeds of the flesh and put on the spirit. This is another example there. When he says, let it be put away from you. So how in the world do you do that? I'm going to tell you just a second. Along with all mouths. Here it is. Here it is. This is, this is the remedy for bitterness. This, this is, is the remitter for an unforgiving spirit. This, this is, is so incredibly good. This is life-changing. You ready? I'm just, just going to read it from the text. text. Be, Be kind one to another. Tender-hearted. Forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. How do you deal with, with the, the root, root of bitterness? Maybe Charles, Charles Spurgeon said it best when he, he said, said this. this. Go, Go to Calvary and learn how to be forgiven. And linger there long enough till you learn 
to forgive others. So very simply, that's what you think. How has Jesus forgiven you your sin? Just think about that for a second. So if I go back to John 3, let's just say John 3, 16. For God's love of the world, right? That he, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall perish, but have everlasting life. life. Do you believe, you believe that, that verse? verse? So, so that, that is something that only Jesus can do, right? So I'm, I'm just going to say, say this to you. To you. The, the only way that you can forgive is to let Jesus forgive through you. You, you can't, can't forgive in your flesh. Matter of fact, your flesh never wants to forgive. Your flesh loves to fight. My flesh wants to be right. My, My flesh, flesh wants, wants to go, go after Pat. Because <laughs> I, I want to be right. And, and that, that is what? what? It's wrong. wrong. Nothing no, right about it. it. But that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's the, the picture of our flesh. flesh. And so, so Paul, Paul said, no, no take, take that, that spirit off. Because, because that, that is not what Jesus has done in you. Jesus, when you look at Calvary, has done everything for you to be forgiven, to be in right standing with me. So how do you do that? Just very simple. Think about this. Jesus forgave me freely. I didn't have to jump through any hoops. There were certain things that I had to do. Jesus said, I want you to come to me and admit that you're a sinner and you trust what I've done for you and you can be saved. Isn't that good? So the same way, listen, Jesus didn't charge you for your salvation because there's no way that you could have paid for your salvation, right? Not, not works, works. Like any man should boast. There's nothing that you could have done. There's no price that you could have paid. Only one price. And that was the spotless Lamb of God dying in your place, dying in my place. And what did it cost you? Nothing. What did it cost God? So he paid the price. So when it comes to me, it's free. Do you like, like free? free? I mean, I mean, if you, if you, if you, if you if I had like, like 10 t-shirts that said, hey, hey, I'm just going to throw this out. out. Some, Some of you would knock, knock your grandkid down, down to get, get that t-shirt. <laughs> I mean, we, we love free. And think, think about, about that. God did what, what we could not do for ourselves, and it cost us nothing. As God in Christ has forgiven you, so freely he has forgiven us, right? And so how do we forgive someone who's offended us? Freely. You choose. It's free. Let me ask you this. When God forgave your sin, did he give you did he forgive you a one sin, two sin, ten sins, a hundred sins, a thousand sins? How many sins did God forgive you of? All. If Jesus died and forgave us all our sin, and I'm going to forgive others the way that Jesus has forgiven me, that means there's nothing anybody in this room or outside this room could ever do that I can't say unto Jesus, I forgive you freely and I forgive you fully. That's his example, right? It's his, it's his example. Well, can you, you don't, don't know, know what they've, they've done, done to me? me. I, I get, get that. 
all of the bad things said, said about us. I, I promise you this, if you're going to walk with Jesus, people are going to talk. What are you going to do, do with it? You going to blow up? You going to fight? You going to defend yourself? Or are you going to love people the way that Jesus is? Just, just love, love people. people. And so, so I can forgive freely. I can forgive fully. fully. There's, 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 there's nothing. Whatever, whatever it is, you can fill in the blank. blank. I'm, I'm just telling you, the, the grace, grace and mercy of God can forgive me for it. And if he can forgive me for it, then I can forgive you for it. I don't, I don't, I don't. Y'all remember, remember the story about the guy who was, was in prison because he didn't pay the king back and he was going to take, take him out. And, and he was like, oh, please don't, please don't, please don't, please don't. Please don't. Just give me some time, I'll work, I'll work it, it out. out. Remember, remember that? And it, and it was, was a debt he could never pay. And as, and as soon as he, as he got, got released, he goes, he goes out, you know, and he's, he's walking down, down the road, road probably down 417, and he's walking down 417, and he sees a guy that owed him $10. He remember he goes, he goes over, over and he grabs him and he wants him to be in prison and then the king, king finds out about it, right? right? He's like, wait a minute, I forgave you something that you could never pay back, back and you're not even called him wicked. wicked. So there's, so there's nothing. nothing. So, so God, God forgives freely. God, God forgives fully. And it's forever. <laughs> I'm so thankful today the Holy Spirit of God brings conviction. Yes. But He doesn't throw up forgiven sin in my face. Isn't that good? The Holy Ghost never digs up that stuff and throws it back in my face. And so when you forgive, you know what? You are forgiving freely. You are forgiving fully. And you can give finally. God can do such a work of grace in you as you forgive as Christ has forgiven you. You may not forget. We say some dumb things to our kids. We say things like this. Forgive and forget. That ain't happening. I think, I think it's, it's better, better to say, say this. Forgive, forgive and, and choose not to bring, bring it back up again. Choose to forgive somebody but never reach over there and pick up that mud and sling it back in their face. Right? So, so I just want to say to you until somebody does to us. And even if they do, we... we, we if anybody, if anybody does, does us or they did to Jesus, we don't, we don't have any right, right not to forgive them because he has forgiven us. Does that, does that make sense? sense? So, so let me ask you, I know this is probably a weird sermon today. But is there, there anybody? Hey, hey if, if you were, were in Ingalls, down number 10, I don't know if it's 10 or not, I just said that, all right? But you're going down past the Pop-Tarts and the Fruit Loops. And, and there, there they, they come. come. And they, they could, could be a church, church member. They, they, could be, they could be a member of your family. Some of you used to go to Christmas dinners. You don't go to Christmas dinners anymore. Why? Because somebody licked all the red off your candy. And, and you, you still, still remember, remember it like, like it happened, happened yesterday. 
I'm watching my parents as they age. I'm having to deal with stuff. I wish we could get up with years ago, but we didn't get a chance to do that. My mom and dad did not want to do anything early. So now we're having to deal with it. On the, On the other, other hand, hand what it's taught, taught us, we've, we've done, done everything. We've got, got everything already lined up. up. It's, it's, it's all signed. It's documented. It's, it's registered. And, 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 and so, so our kids, if, if, if they, they fight, I will come, come back and haunt them. them. All right? I cannot tell you how many times I've seen families destroyed over stupid things like money. So maybe, so maybe it's, it's a family, family member. member. Maybe, maybe it's your, your neighbor. neighbor. Maybe, maybe it's your employer. Maybe, maybe it's a staff member. Maybe, maybe it's a Sunday school teacher. Maybe, maybe it's somebody who doesn't even come to church here anymore. Y'all, I do love you. And, and I, I love, love you enough to tell you, if there is unforgiveness in your heart toward anybody, but especially those of the household of faith, God will not bless that attitude. He's not blessed. He's not overlooking. So what do you do? You deal with it. You have to come to Jesus and meet because I can't, what, what if they, they won't accept, accept it? That's, that's not, not your business. business. Whatever, Whatever they, they do is between them and the Lord. But what, what you have to do is what the Lord is telling you to do, which is right. And that is what? To forgive. Why, Why is it important, important for me to forgive? forgive? Because, because Jesus has forgiven me. Do you, do you see, see what bad advertisements we as Christians can be when we don't forgive? We brag about the grace of God, the mercy of God, the love of Jesus. And yet we get bullied. Well, somebody, somebody who wouldn't eat our, our cornbread at the homecoming dinner. dinner. We've got, we got churches, churches that are split over. over. What, what, the, the organs on this side, the piano's on this side. Oh, no, no, it's, it's not, not even in our church. church. Look, Look, it's, it's on, on the wrong side. This is the middle. <laughs> what, what is wrong, wrong with us, Scott? Scott? What, what is wrong? Isn't that ridiculous? Doesn't Jesus, Jesus deserve better, better than that? If, if we, we want to make, make his name and his, his fame, fame glorious, we got to learn, learn to forgive the same way that he has forgiven us. So the invitation is very simple today. Mark, Mark, Mark we're just going to do something. something. Today's, Today's kind of been, been different. different. Let's, Let's just go all the way. Is that okay? You, you, you cool, cool with this? So, so, so I just want us to pray today. today. And, 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 and I, I don't I mean, I know that sometimes when a pastor says, we want you know, to come to altar, pray, I, I, I know that there's a level of resistance toward that at times. Especially a message like today, you're thinking, oh, a lot of people know that I'm upset with somebody. Number, Number one, one, that's, that's your pride. pride. Pride always cares more about what people think than what God already knows. But, but at, at least, least I will spare you from that today. How about that? that? But would, would you be willing to build an altar where you're sitting? And say, Lord, if there's somebody, I need the Holy Spirit. You may already know. 
But you, but you may, may need to say, say Holy Spirit, Spirit, I'm asking you, is, is there anybody that I really have an unforgiving spirit toward? And God, God, there is, I need you to show it to me. And then, and then I, would I would pray that you would be willing today to say, God, if you show me, I will respond. I will go to them. I will forgive. I will release. I will open that prison door. By the way, when you choose not to forgive, you're the one in prison. You're, you're the one that's in prison. Remember, they're living down in Hillhead now. <laughs> yeah, they got two or three houses. Better, better car, car you got, got. just, just makes you mad, mad right? right who's, who's in, prison? in prison they're, they're not. not you, you are. are let it go i wish i, wish I thought, thought quick, quick enough, enough today, today but i didn't, didn't think i'm just, just telling you this is all fresh y'all this, this is fresh half, half what, what i said, said not even in those notes i'd have to go back and watch the record to get it but just standing here i wish i'd brought a bag of rocks do you remember, remember the lady, lady that came to Jesus? And they, they said, she's, she's an adulteress. And they, they wanted, wanted to stone her, right? Remember that? that? What, what we, we don't know is what did Jesus say to them and what in the world did he write in the sand? Not, not a person, person on the planet, planet not, not a Bible scholar can answer that question. question. Everything is about a person's opinion. opinion. And some, some of those opinions, opinions could possibly be right, but we don't know. Here's, Here's what we do know. Whatever it was, one by one, they were dropping their rocks. Can you imagine the sound? Boom. Man, this would this this be an awesome place to drop some rocks. Can, can you just imagine what that would sound? Boom. 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 I'm telling you, that's what we need to hear in this building today. The sound of those rocks dropping. And then people being forgiven. So Lord, in the quietness of this moment, I'm asking you to search our heart. And God, I pray that if you show us any person that we have an unforgiving spirit toward today, that God, not only will we thank you for showing us that, God, we praise you that you've given us the example of Jesus and we follow his example. And we will forgive. We will give freely. We're not here to win an argument or a debate. But to forgive to release. And so, Lord, right now, in this awkward silence that sometimes can be so wonderful, God, let us do business with you. So begin to pray right there where you are. And let's just, let's let the silence here be just like a megaphone. And let's just carry our prayers and our petitions, our thoughts to Jesus right now.
Father, I hope and pray that many have just lifted their heart toward heaven. They have asked you to search their heart. God, you have responded faithfully. And Lord, for some of us, there is a call to action once the service is over. Lord, my prayer would be that there would be perseverance and that there would be follow-through. God, it would be something genuine. And Lord, I truly believe that in the coming weeks, the, if this happens, Lord, I believe the spiritual temperature of the church is going to change. Lord, there would be nothing between you, me, nothing between me and someone else, that, God, we would truly be walking in unity and love and an authentic Christian fellowship. Nothing fake, nothing phony. Lord, not wearing masks of hypocrisy, but, but truly being right with you and being right with others. Lord, all of us have been hurt. We've all been wounded. And Lord, I'm not unsensitive to the depth of some of those wounds. But, but God, God, I believe, just, just as I believe that the blood of Jesus can forgive every single person of every sin, I believe Jesus can heal the wounds with what anybody has experienced. Your grace is greater. And so, Lord, may we just abound in your love. May we be imitators of you. May our walk, our attitude, our action be reflected in just the gospel being lived out. Lord, I believe that there can be some people who've been under tremendous oppression and burden. God, those things can be lifted. Lord, may we grow to the cross and learn how to be forgiven. And may we linger there until we learn how to forgive. And we pray this today in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. As you leave today, there will be the guys at the doors to receive the offering or the black boxes around the wall by the portico. I also just want to remind our men our gathering tonight at 615. Ladies, Ladies, please send some, some kind of dessert, dessert with your, your man, man so that so we, we can put, put it together. We're going to be here about an hour, just an hour. An hour. Uh, but I believe God's, God's going to do something unusual in our lives. lives. And I look, look forward, forward to seeing you this evening. Are you, Are you happy, happy you came today? today? 
Has this been a different kind of day? Do you sense the presence of the Lord? Then go in His peace. Amen.